Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555.
Four free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go. Monday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Bob and Kelly, happy Martin Luther King Day to you. Hope you're enjoying uh, your day off and a little time for reflection about uh, that great man and part of American history. Hey, we're glad you're with us. We're going to be talking men and women's basketball. The men look terrible Saturday. I don't mind saying it. The women look much better in a win over South Alabama. Jacoria Bracey scored 14 points. We're going to hear from that young lady uh, later in the hour. And lots of NFL football for me and uh, Kelly to digest. Uh, and we'll get to all of that uh, in the next 60 minutes. But uh, we're glad to have in our studio with us today uh, Tracy Smith, director of the world-famous Dixie Darlings. But kind of some sad news, really. Because uh, Tracy is here to announce that after 20 years, you're stepping down as the director. I am, yeah. 20 years. been great. Well, what made you make that, such a decision after such a it's great when run? You know when you know. And I, I, I really felt like um, it was time. I, they need some new energy, some young blood to come in. The days were getting long, but I loved being there with the girls. Um, I'm definitely going to miss that aspect of the, seeing the girls every day and um, and getting a pulse on what's happening. But yeah. um, it was time. Well, you look pretty young to be retired to be, well, but that's you. just my opinion. <laughs> you know, I remember when Brett Favre retired you know, from the NFL, he said, he said, look, if I could just get out of bed on Sunday morning, go to the game and play and hang out with the guys, I'd still be playing. And I think you probably, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Tracy, probably the same way with you, but there's a lot more to it than just hanging out with the ladies. Oh, yeah, exactly. If I could just go into work every day and work with the girls, our two or three hours we would work every day, and be with them and just do that aspect of it, it would be great. Just go to the games, that would be great. But there's, of course, a lot more involved, which I loved every aspect of that, too, but it was just time. You know, we had the great pleasure of having the original Dixie Darling in our studio remind people about this lady and you said she was recently at the school dancing she was joyce Semetko was our very first dixie darling she was recruited by dr manoni from the texas kilgore rangerettes this is junior college and he wanted to pattern a team after like that and um so asked her to come over and she helped him pick the first 16 dancers in 1954 they debuted is that right and she danced at homecoming and she danced That's at awesome. homecoming this That's year awesome. yes now tracy kelly and i were on the the athletes a lot and we know how much time and effort they have to put into this and how much they have to practice kind of put in perspective how much these young ladies work Uh, they work an awful lot um it's at least 15 hours of practice time then you've got game day rehearsals as well not to mention all the time it takes to prep for any performance we have and then the performance itself so it's it's a it's a part-time job for them a lot of them you know they're really involved in other things on campus such as greek life or student government or whatever um and of course high-achieving young ladies who are usually on dean's list president's list honor rolls things like that so they're really involved but it takes a lot of education and time management to do an extracurricular like dixie darlings and cheerleading has evolved to where there's a lot more tumbling and a lot more young ladies coming from a gymnastics background but the dixie darlings pure in the sense that they're dancers through and through. Dancers through and through, yeah. Usually takes years of advanced training for them to get to the point where they could be on a collegiate team such as ours. We're highly specialized um, with the precision, though, and that's an aspect that a lot of dancers are not accustomed to. The other aspects, particularly if they were studio-only trained and not on a dance team prior, is the high kicks. So we, we have to spend a little bit of time working on that. So you will leave when your contract ends at the end of the academic year. Correct. Big shoes to fill, um, not saying that because you're sitting here i would have said that anyway (laughs) but you you don't want to have any say in who your successor is i really don't because um it's probably going to end up being a girl that i taught um a young woman who is still involved in the area of dance or still involved with our alumni association and so i really didn't want to um 
to let her feel that pressure of me being in the room and making that decision. So, um, but the students will get a little bit of an input. And then, of course, people at the university will make the final decision. And I think as more and more time goes by, we tend, all of us tend to lose history, spoken history, people who have lived it, people who have, have been through it. And it seems like to me, of all the organizations on campus at Southern Miss that we've been familiar with, Bob, nowhere is history more revered than with the Dixie Darlings. I really appreciate that. Um, I think we add a lot to the campus environment, not just on game days, but just the campus in general. I think our our ladies have been um, great ambassadors for the university, and that's from the inception, like I said, since 1954. But if you really want to know some history, at Homecoming, the McCain Archives, they do an exhibit that is phenomenal, and um, all kinds of pictures, video, costumes, things all throughout the year. So if you get a chance at Homecoming next year, run by there. Now, see, I did not know that. That is good to know. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, they, they do things after that. I, I mentioned Lee Armstrong to you, yeah. and I know Lee – uh, was a Dixie Darling for a few years, and then she was a cheerleader for the Saints for a couple of years. I have. I've had several ladies that they go on and cheer um, and wear Saint stations. Of course, now that's changed. They're like a Saints crew now, but um, they've left and gone on to be part of the Tennessee Titans, the Hawks, the Falcons. Lots of We've had some from my generation that went on to be DCC. And so, yeah, a lot of ladies, they continue on and continue using their talents past collegiate level. And when you've been doing this for Tracy uh, – 20 years now, Tracy Smith, and, and with all due respect, in June, you're going to be a has-been. Yeah. <laughs> and I, That's look, really I, nice of you to say that. No, no, I, I'm a has-been. I'm, I'm a TV has-been. <laughs> Some know? days I think I'm already has-been. <laughs> but, but, when, but when you've done, and, I, and you know I didn't mean that with any yeah, disrespect, no, um, but when, when you're so identified and you feel like that is so much of who you are, in, in your case, the director of the Dixie Darlings, how, will, how do you think you'll manage putting that away so to speak i don't know i'll probably cry a lot <laughs> no i have um I, this this organization has such a special place in my heart like i remember it from childhood and wanting to be there and then i got to be there in college and then joining the alumni association and getting the privilege of being director i just feel like it's always been a part of my life and it sounds corny but i think it will always be a part of my life um in my house, I have what's called the Dixie Darling Room. It started out being a sports room for my husband, but quickly turned into all things Dixie Darlings. <laughs> the man cave got overtaken, Bob. <laughs> yes. So, but anyway, um, I, I'll still be involved. I will. I will take a step back for a little bit um, to let the new director, you know, feel her way and, and get her feet on the ground solid and then i'll i'll step back in as alum and and do our alum part boy i would think the hardest thing to be what to do bob would be to, yeah, yeah. Bite, bite now, tracy tongue. one thing i have to deal with on a frequent basis here is one of your young ladies one day taught kelly the basic Dixie Darla move. And I have to look at this every single day. <laughs> the chops. I've chops. always said I see the ugliest Dixie Darlas ever. <laughs> but let, do it and, and critique this, please. Okay. There we go. So, so the arms are supposed to be shoulder high. Shoulder high. That's the problem I have, Tracy, is, yep. keep, is keeping them shoulder high because uh-huh. I tend to slump. But then you. Yep. Too low already. <laughs> That's hard to keep your it arms up that high. It is, without lifting your shoulders. Yeah, and that's what, um, through the years, I've had people come in and audition. They're like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea it was this intense because it looked what y'all are doing looks so easy. I said, that's part of their job, though, is to take all of these very difficult things and make it look effortless. It takes a yeah. lot of effort to look that's effortless. That's when you're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a lot of the uniform has not really – I mean, it's been – pretty pretty much the same as long as i can remember yeah it's always um we have what called it's called a traditional outfit and that's always uh, one of a kind made by a seamstress tailor whatever um handpick the material it's not bulk material whatever um so they're hard to replicate but we'll keep those for a few years and then we'll move on in between all of that though like for veterans day or something else we might have another what i call stock costume that we just ordered out of a costume shop type thing but yeah our traditional outfits have remained the same a good portion of the time i always try to be as close as i can to the south end of the end zone during football (laughs) because you've got the band and you've got your kids down in the end zone and man that's where the that's where the spirit's at. That's where the enthusiasm is. Don't you agree, Kelly? We've yeah. talked a lot about how Kelly and I about how important the band and the Dixie Darlings are to the football program. But when the Dixie Darlings do their toe drags, mm-hmm. as hot as that field gets, 
I'm being serious when I ask it. Do, do, do their boots melt? Or Well, they don't melt, but they do get rubbed off the top because when we strut, there is a, yeah. a, something very particular to us. Right. And, uh, yeah, it does kind of take the top of your boot off. But it that field will get hot. Like when they're just standing there and we're waiting to dance or doing something, you, they come through their boots and they'll mm-hmm. just sort of start shifting and shuffling. Not to mention they stand up for five hours. <laughs> they Kelly. do. I it's a, do it's a long day. And, yeah. Are they tired when it's over or are they kids? Uh a little bit of both. Um, I'm sure there's some that go home and go straight to bed and others that go on to do other things. So. And, and the numbers of, of women on the Dixie Darlings uh, team differs from year to year, doesn't it, Tracy? It does. Um, like when I was on the team, we would have 63 girls, but only 50 or 52 would be on the field every time. So it was guaranteed alternates. Um, I'll never put more than 50 on the team. And I designed the show for however many girls we have, but they still have to pass that audition each week. Well, we're going to miss you. So, well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Kudos on a great, great job. Thank you so much. Tracy Smith, everybody, director of the Dixie Darlings. We're glad you came to visit. Let's Retiring see. in May. Retiring in May. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I've had the time of my life. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, I want to thank Tracy Smith. Such a nice lady and did such a great job uh, for 20 years. 
as director of the Dixie Darlings. Hey, we're broadcasting today from the Southern Bank Course Studio, who I'm happy to say has renewed for another year, just, just Friday, as our studio sponsor. And we welcome our friends, uh, Southern Bank Corps, being such a big part of our program. That opening segment uh, with Tracy Smith was sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. would be a great place to take the family tonight and uh, have a holiday meal at Dixie's Barbecue Pit. We know that you will enjoy it. And this segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmark.net. I wonder if she actually took a day off today. Probably not. Uh, no, I think the cot downstairs, she might might have taken yeah. a nap. But that's Kathleen we're talking about, who's there seven days a week. You can shop them online, of course, at uh, campusbookmark.net. And, hey, want to say hello to Town & Country Cleaners, Hattiesburg's most trusted dry cleaners, family-owned and operated since 1983. A variety of services like bulky bedding, minor alterations, shirt laundry, and, of course, dry cleaning. You can visit them across the street from USM, or you can call them at 601-264-4920. All right, Kelly, basketball over the weekend. Let's talk about the positive first. Uh, the women uh, bounce back uh, from, a, you know, they've been struggling here as of late, but they bounce back nicely. 77-69 to 69 win over South Alabama. Really pretty much control the game from start to finish, and it's always good to beat South Alabama. It was nip and tuck, though, really, up until about the last seven minutes of the game when the Eagles took control. Dom Davis, of course, battling through some injuries, but – but here's what was what was reassuring in that game was that some some of her teammates stepped up and, and had that's right really and you good always games. had the feeling that they were kind of on top of things and South Alabama was competitive as they always were but uh, watching the game I I felt good about it uh, throughout the contest Malia Grayson had 24 Dom Davis as you say battling through injuries uh, with 22 and Jacoria Bracy uh, had 14 points played a big role in the win. Had an opportunity earlier this week to visit with this young lady. Very, very nice, uh, very articulate, and a good basketball player. Here is uh, Jacoria Bracy. Okay, we're happy to have Jacoria Bracy on the Super Talk Eagle Hour, junior guard out of Drew, Mississippi. A Delta girl. How's a Delta girl end up in Hattiesburg? Uh, man, I've um, known Coach McGinnis for a while. You know, she's been recruiting me since I was eighth grade, and you know, she was my my first offer. So. I got with her, you know, we talked for a long time, and, you know, I just, you know, wanted to be around her and in the environment, in the family-orientated, you know, atmosphere, so it kind of brought me down here. So you transferred from Ole Miss, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Describe if there is any difference, the difference in in Sunbelt play and SEC play. The difference, uh, I'd like to say probably toughness and Probably just like the difference in size. You know, playing up in SEC, this you know you're playing bigger people, you know, day in and day out, and also you're playing people that's you know going pro, pro caliber players, you know, every night. Mm -hmm. So I would just say that's that's probably the difference. But both are still playing basketball, right. you know. Sunbelt League's no easy task. Oh, no. It's no easy task, no at all. <laughs> it's yeah. not. So you started all 31 games here last year, mm -hmm. and coaches told me you she just considers you to be one of her very most valuable players. Mm -hmm. What is it you try to bring to the floor every night uh, when the Lady Eagles are playing? Uh, I think I try to just bring defense. Um, I try to be aggressive. I try to, you know, score whenever I can, you know, Tell the team anyway. Uh, I try to bring energy. Um, that's try to just overall play hard day in and day out. You know, try to be consistent with it. Now you you indicated that coach means a lot to you, and as we all know, she's going through a lot of struggles. How how has that affected the basketball team? I think for us, I think we see it as like you know she's still coming in and giving it her all. And um, we're able to see that, you know, it's kind of like projecting on to us to like, you know, if she can do that, you know, we can do, we can be strong and and still continue to like get over, you know, anything. You know, she's kind of like our pet honcho and just kind of seeing her do that, it, I think it kind of motivates us and, and give us life, if that makes sense. Right, makes perfect sense. All right, have you got some personal goals set for yourself that you'd like to accomplish through the re remainder of the year? Uh, personal goals? Uh... I would just say just to just fin uh, finish the year off well. 
Um, I kind of want to just remain consistent and just kind of just go upward, whether it be offensively, defensively, scoring, just whatever it is. I want to just continue to build on it and grow. All right, last question. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss comes in here. You played there two years ago. Mm-hmm. Last year it didn't turn out well. Right. But this year you guys, in dramatic style, mm-hmm. beat them when they're ranked in the top 20, right. having played there two years, ha- being from the Delta. What did that game mean to you? It meant it, it, it really meant a lot, you know, and just for us to kind of, just like you said, you know, last year it wasn't the best for us, and I think we kind of just took that to heart this year, and I think it kind of, you know, motivated us to do better than what we did last year. And so just kind of beating them, you know, like you said, that was a top-rated team, you know, it it just kind of meant more. I think we went into it as if, like, we didn't have anything to lose, so we was going to give it our all. And, you know, and so we just uh, came out and just, and just kind of just was – I feel like we was just a tougher team that night. And Scale of 1 to 10, how, how happy were you that night? I was extremely happy. You know, just kind of coming from, you know, there. And then they're deemed to be, you know, the higher, you know, school. You know, it kind of just made me feel better. It's like, you know, hey, like, you know, I came here, you know, we still beat you all, you know, right, right. being this who you guys are. Right. So. Well, we're glad you're here. And uh, we wish you and all your teammates the best the rest of the season. Thank you so much. Jacoria Bracey, everybody. And uh, these kids are so sweet, Kelly. They're tough as leather when they're on the floor. But when you get them away from the floor and talk to them, they're just mild and sweet and fun to be around. Well, they appreciate the coverage. You I know? think they do. And and I, I, I make a habit of always telling them, I, I say the exact words. I say, I appreciate your work. You know, And they always kind of give you a look. and then And then it dawns upon them. Yeah, what we do is work. <laughs> no, it's, you play for Joy Lee McNellis, it's work, brother. Yeah. So, right. yeah. So, good, 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 good kid, and uh, enjoyed my time uh, with her. Men lose 82 to 56, Kelly. They're 9 and 8, and they got absolutely steamrolled against Troy. What, what do you make of this? They, they got, never got out of the gate. I mean, they just never got out of the gate. Uh, you know, where the women had three and double figures, that's an interesting statistic, too, with the women. When you look at the Lady Eagles, if they only have two players and double figures, they don't do so. Three, they're, mm-hmm. they're, in, every, you know, they're in every game. Um, but the guys, I mean, just horrible shooting. Just horrible shooting. They were never really in that game. I mean, I know they, you know, pulled within seven there in the, in the second half, but you just never felt like they were in that game. Now, they get to turn around this week and get two home games, and one of them is a follow-up with Troy this coming Saturday. So they get to turn right around and play Troy again. And I will be really interested to see how they respond after yeah. getting walloped like they did over there. I do want to point out they played without Victor Hart, and they played without uh, – Andre Corbello. Yeah, so both of those guys, I guess, are injured. I never did really hear, but – you know, that's that's a hunk of your team out there. Hart's been, I think, great all year. And Cabela, of course, we, we're seeing now, really talented. But what do you make of him being hurt more than he's played? Well, they, they were game-time decisions, which would lead you to believe that it's not anything serious. You know, if the fact that they were contemplating playing uh, but then didn't. So that, that's always the type of decision you have to make, too, is do you, do you put somebody out there? And kind of when you get a lead in football, do you want to keep your guys out there and chance – that the take a chance that the injury yeah. might get worse, you know. Yeah. And you know, Kelly, I hate to say this, but I but I've heard I've heard Coach Ladner actually on this show say this in the Sun Belt. When you get right down to it, all that really matters is how you play in the tournament. It's true. It's a, it's a one bid league, and we talked about that last week with Barry McKnight with Troy. Um, you know. JMU started out the season, they looked unbeatable, ranked 19th in the country. Well, now here comes Troy, winners of seven in a row, starting three freshmen. So it's kind of a changing of the guard every week in this league. And the other thing you look at is how tough teams are on their home floor. All right. Now, Southern was the Eagles were able to beat Monroe over there, but Monroe only has four wins all year. Georgia Southern, member had Ofer going over there to Statesboro, and they beat the Eagles there. So Eagles come back home for two, which are going to be really important to Bob because after those two at home, they go on the road for four straight. Yeah, 26-point loss Saturday. That's not pretty. No, but you know what? If you lose by one in overtime, 
It's the sign. <laughs> it is. Now, I, I, your point is well taken, yeah. but I'm just saying sometimes I would rather lose like that than lose by one in overtime. Yeah. Well, you might ask the Cowboys about that. They may not share that. Ouch. Don't we have uh, one of the coaches on this week? Yes, Coach uh, Juan Cardona will be joining us Thursday. Eagles have a rare Wednesday-Saturday pairing this week. They play Wednesday night against uh, Arkansas State. That'll be a 7 o'clock tip-off at the greenhouse. So Coach Cardona will join us on Thursday to break that game down after the fact. And then, of course, give us a preview of the rematch with Troy, which is scheduled for this coming Saturday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Next two home games for the Eagle men at home. Lots of NFL news to talk about. We're going to have fun doing that in the next segment. We hope you'll stick around.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Genesis of Hattiesburg is the official auto dealer of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest vehicles on the road. Vehicles on the road today. And coming soon, the Auto Genesis showroom on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of our show each and every day. And they're, of course, right there, the shadow of the rock. We talk about them every day. What would you say the odds are that the two NFL games will be on the TV there today? A hundred, a hundred percent. hundred percent. All right. Let's talk a little about NFL football. Kelly, you and I love the sport a lot. And, uh, I guess so far we've, we've still got three games to go the, the uh, Buffalo Pittsburgh games today at two thirty, I think. And Tampa, Tampa, and, Tampa and Philadelphia, and Philadelphia tonight. tonight. But let's, uh, we got a lot to get to, but obviously the headline coming out of the weekend has to be the unbelievably bad performance of the Dallas Cowboys again. I'm stunned. And, and look, I'm, I'm, I don't hate the Cowboys, but I don't, I'm not, I don't necessarily like the Cowboys, but I think you and I even said on this program, if there was a sleeper going into the playoffs, I thought it was Dallas. You would think. I mean, they, they wound up winning that division after the Eagles tanked. Um, so you think everything's going right. You get to play at home, uh, a clearly inferior team when uh, you look yeah. at the overall body of work. No question. But, buddy, those Packers came to Put play. The Cowboys, I heard last night, are the first team in NFL history to win 12 regular season games for three consecutive years and not advance by the first round of the playoffs. But this is a history. This goes back to Tony Romo. I remember the great joke was uh, when Tony Romo, remember, fumbled the field goal snap, and uh, and the joke was, you know, when I die, I hope Tony Romo is my pallbearer. That way the SOB can let me down one more time. True, but but now you know the, the big question. Everybody's saying, "Oh, well, you got to fire McCarthy." Do well, do you? I mean, twelve games in the last three years. I think he's going to get fired, but I don't think he should. And I think it, at this question, at what point do you start questioning the effectiveness of Dak Prescott? I think a lot of people already have. I think a lot of people all year long were saying that. And when you look at at that division, right? The Cowboys won. The NFC, it used to be the NFC beast, but now people are calling it the NFC least uh, because the Giants are not good. Um, the Eagles are pretty good, but the Giants are not good. The Commodores are a garbage fire. Yeah, they were, they were terrible. So, um, you know, how difficult was it to win that division? Um, but nonetheless, uh, but, but you know, a lot of it's going to fall on McCarthy because the buck always stops with the head coach. But Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, who everybody's talking about being on these head coaching they were lists. Awful yesterday. Oh, it's, it's the that's the most points a Dallas defense has ever given up in the playoffs. Green Bay scored some points where there wasn't even a Dallas guy in the camera shot. And they, they nearly set that record midway through the third quarter. Yeah, and then Prescott throws two pick sixes. I mean, it was just dreadful. But then again, last night, a lot of drama around the uh, uh, the game with Detroit and Los Angeles and a very good football game. Yeah, it was. I thought two outstanding quarterbacks on the field last night. How can you not pull for the Detroit Lions? I'm pulling for them hard. You know, yeah. because that's a city that has, has certainly uh, been on the losing end of a lot of different deals, and particularly the Lions, one of the few teams left that have never even been to the Super Bowl. Uh, they what you saw yesterday. They hadn't hosted hosted a playoff game in thirty years, yeah. and they win it. Now they get to the way things sh- shook out. They get to play, and because Dallas lost, they get another home game next week. Could this be the moon and stars lining up for the Lions this well, year? Wouldn't that be a great story? Yeah, like I was, I was kind of hoping it'd be Detroit and Cleveland, you know, because the Browns have not been to a Super Bowl either. Well, let's let's skip to that game. So, how do you explain that? The Browns look pretty solid all year, and they just get decimated by the Texans. But you go back to what you were just talking about with Dak Prescott. Joe Flacco picked a terrible day to crap the bed. Yeah. He was terrible. He threw a couple of pick sixes. And Houston has a good quarterback. And and Houston is Houston went went from. Worst to first. Yeah, that coach has got to be the coach of the year, right? Well, they're talking about him or D'Amico Ryan's you're talking about or Kevin Stefanski of Cleveland. Both of them had uh, terrific seasons. I don't think you could go wrong you know, either way. But uh, Houston's not the worst team in that division anymore. 
And then there is the game between the Miami Dolphins and the media darling Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going to just tell you this, Kelly, and then I want you to give this statistic to our listeners. We, we joke a lot. You and I joked a lot about Tom Brady and, you know, not always kind of play the devil's advocate sure. with you. But I watched him the other night. Uh, number one, my, I have two or three observations about Patrick Mahomes. It, anytime something doesn't go his way, he jumps up with his arms in the air, frailing around, whining like a little 13-year-old that's told you can't go out till midnight. Two things I saw that are unexplainable to me. He busts his helmet. In the history of the NFL, I heard him say, there's never been an exception to the rule. You have that kind of an equipment problem, you come out of the game for a play, you get your equipment fixed, you come back in. But it was an important third down for them. Or you call timeout. Or you call timeout. They actually allowed him to not use a timeout, go to the sidelines. They stopped the game for him to put on a new helmet and come back in the game. Then later in the game, you you see a really crucial play where it's just obvious as night and day that the 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 defensive end for the Miami Dolphins is wrestled to the ground by the left tackle in front of the official who ignores that but calls roughing the passer because they had the audacity to push Mahomes to the not tackle him, not knock him down. He pushed him to the ground. Now, and I think, I think, a couple of years ago, but I've been, you know, I've been saying this for the last couple of years. That, and of course, yeah, I'm a Bengal fan, and Cincinnati and Kansas City. You know, Mahomes has never had to play a playoff game on the road. To this day, he's never played a playoff game on the road. And and, and if if the Steelers win today, which they could, sure, he's not going to play a playoff game on the road again. <laughs> <laughs> but you got it. You had an incredible statistic. Tell me, Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears, which the Bears have had their struggles this year, although they improved toward the end of the year. I certainly don't have any any skin in that Chicago Bears. Justin Fields, the quarterback of the Bears, got zero roughing the passer calls this year. Zero. Patrick Mahomes, as of yesterday, twenty three. Now you tell me. You tell me that they are not that they're not pampering this guy, and that they don't want Kansas City for whatever reason to be in. The, it's a joke. It is a joke. And so they beat Cincinnati again this year. Well, the regular season schedule for next year comes out. Cincinnati and Kansas City play again. Guess where? Kansas City. Kansas City. That'd be three years in a row, right? Uh, and like six or seven consecutive games in a row at Kansas City. Now, the Bengals also have to play the Titans again next year at Tennessee for the fifth year in a row. So, why? You know, I just don't – and, yes, I know, I know the Chiefs, everybody in the NFL plays the same amount of road games, as, but, but it sure does seem like the Chiefs on the big ones, on the you know, interdivisional games that really mean something, it just seems funny to me that they get to play those at home usually. But it's a joke. And, and everybody, you saw it on social media, Bob. I sent you four different posts from four different – it's a joke the way that Patrick Mahomes gets and, – and Travis Kelsey and what's, what's her name, the singer, we're glad for you. But Travis Kelsey has stunk it up since he started Yeah, and you know, all enough that mess. of her. If I never see another a shot of her cheering or whatever the hell she's doing, it would be too soon for me. What does she have to do with the game at she all? Has no, they even had video of her as she arrived with her entourage. It, I, I, I just pray, and I hope everyone will join me in this prayer. Dear Lord, please do not let the Kansas City Chiefs make it back to the Super Bowl. And Jamar Chase, the receiver for the Bengals, they asked him, you know, when the playoffs were starting, he said, who are you for? He said, probably shouldn't feel this way, but he said, anybody but Kansas City. I, I'm with Jamar. I'm a 1,000% with Jamar. I'm on the Detroit Lion bandwagon. That's who I want to Me see too, the Bob. Super Bowl. I think that'd be great. I, yeah, how can you not cheer for Detroit just from their lack of success over the years? All right, Kelly, two games today. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Going to be terrible weather. Pittsburgh... If you count the Steelers out of anything, you're making a mistake. I hate to say it, but you're right. And and they could very well go into Buffalo and win it, which would give Kansas City yet another home game. Against Houston. I want the Bills to win so that Kansas City would have to go to Buffalo. 150%.
50%. And the other game, you know, the, the uh, Buccaneers are at home against the Eagles. To think that could have been the Saints. The Saints could yeah, have been playing a home game. I don't, give the, I don't give the Buccaneers a big chance tonight. I think that they, they were benefit. They benefited from being in what may have been the worst division in the league. But the fact that uh, the Eagles, the Eagles, man, they had They're not great, are they? No, I mean they had their road paved to win the NFC East mm-hmm. and be the one or two seed, and something's wrong with the Eagles. Well, right personally now. speaking, I would not mind seeing the Philadelphia Eagles go home for the year. Yeah, I, I know, I know you're not, <laughs> you're not a big PNA Wash. Well, used to be Washington fan, not a big Eagles fan, no. All right, when we come back, what's in store next uh, for Southern Miss Sports? And we're talking about a great show we're going to have tomorrow. Stay with us.
Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. D-Bat, that's where you take your kids for baseball and softball training there on Hardy Street right here in Hattiesburg. And uh, Luke Reynolds is now the manager, former Golden Eagle third base, outstanding third baseman. Uh, Luke Reynolds managing D-Bat, so you know your kids are in good hands if you take them down there. Want to say hey to Mo Bay Beignet Company. Oh, man, we love beignets, and uh, we love the toppings. We love the coffees. There's nothing about Mobe Beignet we don't like, and uh, we think you'll be the same if you check them out. My problem at Mobe Beignet is my eyes are bigger than my stomach, believe it or not, Mm -hmm. and I always order more than I should. But, I mean, you can take them home. You know, yeah, they're, they're best when they're hot. Though. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I'm not going to waste that taste. And that secret is you clip the corner off and fill yeah, them up. because it's like a little pillow then inside, yeah, and then yeah. you take your dipping sauce, and you it, it becomes then a sauce-filled kind of beignet. Yeah. You don't want don't to waste any dry. You, you're talking about uh, the manager at, at DBAT, Luke Reynolds. Man, you know, just lots of different shows, Bob, have – "Quote unquote guests mm-hmm. on that, but the Eagle Hour. Wow, yeah. I mean, the the Eagle Hour gets guests like nobody else could ever even think about getting. Well, tomorrow's a great example, right here in our our Southern Bank Core Studio. We're going to have now you baseball fans. These names will ring a bell to you: Dalton McIntyre, Nick Monaster, and Carson Pato. And what are these fine young men going to be doing here, Kelly? Well, they're, they're going to be putting on a baseball camp this coming weekend in Columbia, Mississippi. They've got a beautiful new complex down there. And this is part of an NIL thing for them. Okay? So they're going to put on this clinic, and the money raised for this is going to help these guys um, you know, pay some of their expenses for the season. All part of the To the Top Collective. Good. And uh, they're going to be here tomorrow in person in the studio explaining how kids can participate in this camp coming up this weekend in uh, in Columbia. But then you got Juan Cardona on Thursday. You got the Wizard of Oz coming on the show. I mean, it's yep. action-packed. We didn't have time for J-Lo, did we? No, she called. I, I, I thought she so. She was a little upset, but well, I just told her sometimes I can't get everything worked out. You know, it was J-Lo, it was either you or Patrick Mahomes. And, yeah, now, if Dakota <laughs> Fanning calls, we're bumping anybody to get her on. If uh, she'll come to the studio. You're a fan. You of could, Dakota you, Fanning. You could say that. <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen Dakota Fanning? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's, and she's one of those childhood stars that has, has done okay, even as Absolutely. an adult. Huh? Absolutely. All right, so, Kelly, who you like today? Um, I like the Eagles to win on the road. I, I just can't imagine Tampa Bay with some of the quarterback issues, even though it's it's at Tampa. And he's hurt. He's banged up. Yeah, yeah. Banged so I take up. the Eagles, but I don't think I don't think either one of those teams is going to have much uh, in the next round, uh, and then you know what, Bob? I think I think Pittsburgh's going to beat Buffalo. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. I, I, you just every time you think they're dead and gone, and then Pittsburgh would go to Baltimore, and mm-hmm. if that were the case. And then Houston would go to Kansas that City. Would be, how do they call it? A slopper knocker? Uh, another home game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Pray that doesn't. <laughs> you know. So we're we're really counting on Buffalo to win this game, right? We're hoping so. We're hoping so. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I think you're right. I don't. I think the game tonight's probably the two weakest teams in a sense in the in the playoffs. Yeah, and again, D- Detroit. Uh, regardless, Detroit's going to get another home game, so good for them. Uh, this, Who would they play? Do we know? They'll they they'll play the they will play the winner of this game tonight, Tampa. And uh, you realize that means that the Lions have a pretty good shot of making it to the NFC Championship game. Yes, yeah, they do. But San Francisco is the number one seed. You know, you never know. I mean, you don't ever know. Who would have thought that uh, Texas would? demolish their opponent. The so, let's see, San Francisco will get Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. Out, out in San Francisco. I think so. Green Bay, I think you're going to see that last night was kind of a one-off. Well, I don't know, but you know, you were talk, we were talking about Mahomes earlier. How many times did Jordan Love get knocked around he, like a man, pinball? He, he got hit. He got hit, I thought, late a couple of times, viciously, and no no penalty. No, that's what I'm saying, man. It's, it's a joke. They they got on uh, Matthew Stafford once last night, where where he was being tackled, and that was okay. And a guy comes in from the side, hits him with the crown of his helmet right in his helmet. I thought he had I thought he had knocked him out for a second. No flag. 
It just depends on what your last name is. And if you don't get enough of Patrick Mahomes during the games, don't worry, because when you go to commercial breaks, you oh get my God. Patrick Mahomes uh, and Kevin Hart. And, I mean, it's, it's the same mm. <laughs> commercials all over again. So poor Patrick, you know. Well, we've got good shows for you all week. Yeah. Uh, basketball back on the, back in action uh, Wednesday. Is that right? Uh, hope that hope that gets turned around. But we're going to bring you the results either way. And as Kelly said, we've got ball players here tomorrow. Uh, we've got uh, Coach Cardona on the show this week. We've got Coach Oz on the show. Uh, lots to talk about. We're going to do it. Next, we next week, the softball team comes on the air, too, as they – Everybody getting rocking and rolling now for those spring sports. Be here before you know it. We're looking forward to it. Thank you very much for listening, as always, everybody. We really appreciate all of our sponsors, and we certainly appreciate you for tuning in each and every day. Kelly and I will be back tomorrow in the Southern Bank Course studio. Same time, same station. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.